With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with the three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes. To voices that glow, thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a show we have for you today. Former Major League Manager and MLB Network Analyst, Bo Porter stops by. He'll give us some knowledge, insight on the Otani injury and more. Plus, the streak in Seattle Mariners will dig deep with uh, their play-by-play television man, Dave Sims. All that, let's go. Better up. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. What a bummer for baseball fans that Shohei Otani will not pitch anymore this season. He has a UCL tear, uh, still a question mark of they'll continue to play him uh, as a hitter only, uh, you know, he was having a historic season, obviously. And then the question is, what do you do going on from here? You know, should he, should he just pitch? Should he just hit? Should he continue to try to do both? He's a unicorn. There's all kinds of stuff. He's going to be a free agent. Would you sign him now that he has a pitching injury? Is he still worth five or $600 million? There's a lot of stuff out there. I'm going to tell you, A, he's going to get his money because they're going to believe he's 29 years old, what he's been able to do, and they'll make all that money back from Japan and those fans. I just, I just don't think that money is the issue when you have a chance to sign a player of that magnitude. Now, the real question is, should he just should he be Babe Ruth? When it, which is 
Babe Ruth gave up his pitching and decided to just be a hitter. Should Shohei Otani just be a hitter? I think that's something really to think about and think about him playing right field every day, not as a DH, because I think you get detached from the game. We've seen some great hitters not be nearly as good uh, just DHing. Play him in right field. Let him be a part of the action every day. And I think there's a chance that he could be one of the best hitters in the game if he's just hitting. I know it's hard to give up the pitching aspect. Babe Ruth did it. Otani should do it too. Number two. The New York Yankees finally broke their nine-game losing streak. My God, I mean, the Yankees hadn't lost nine games since, yep, Moby Dick was a guppy. It's been forever. And we know Aaron Judge had three home runs Wednesday to help them get that uh, monkey off their back. But uh, let me tell you, the Yankees need to stop with the nameless and faceless players and get back to, to what helped them win those championships. And when they were dominant in the 90s and the early 2000s, they had star after star. The Yankees don't have that anymore. Yeah, they have Judge and they have a couple other stars on the team, but not enough. Most of the players there just aren't that good. They really aren't. And they're nameless. They're faceless. One guy's left-handed. One guy's right-handed. You don't know who the guy is. And that's where the Yankees are. Penny pinching, not trying to uh, go out and get the best players available. Yes, they signed Judge. They had no choice. Without him, I mean, it would be even worse. So my point is the Yankees need to rethink about who they are how they used to win, and sure, you want to develop players. I'm not talking about going out and just signing any and everybody, but you can't shy away from uh, stocking that lineup with some good, very good all-star players to surround Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge should have two other stars in that lineup with him, and he doesn't have it, and that's why the Yankees season in the words of GM Brian Cashman, has been a disaster. Number three. I have some numbers and ideas I want to share with you uh, on this uh, getting robbed number three. And there's some interesting things in numbers. First, I'm going to talk about the Chicago Cubs and their second half run, which has been pretty incredible. The Cubs, are you ready for this? Coming into Thursday, the Cubs were 23-12 and in the second half of the season. 6.1 runs a game, second in the NL Central. And second in the NL wild card. Think about it. The first half of the season, they were 42 and 47 and getting less than five runs a game. And they were seventh in the wild card. So they have really come on and they are viable. So the Cubs are streaking. And, and a year where most people thought that the Cubs had no shot really at uh, making the playoffs, they look like they're, they're rolling and have a real good chance. Here's another thing I want to give you numbers-wise. Uh, everybody knows Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners was the AL player of the week for August 14th through the 20th. And when you start to talk about players, young players, players are 23 years old and, and younger, you would right away think, man, Julio is the best of the lot. I got news for you. How about these numbers? Okay, here we go for uh, this season. Julio Rodriguez, 21 home runs, 798 OPS, 33 stolen bases. Can I tell you about Bobby Witt Jr. with Kansas City? 25 home runs, 
816 OPS, and 37 stolen bases. So as great as Julio is, let's not leave out Bobby Witt Jr. He's been incredible. And there's one other number I want to give to you, and that was someone did on MLB Network, a comparison through the first 1,231 games comparing the Mookie Betts from the Dodgers and Barry Bonds. And you won't believe this. Through the identical number of games, Mookie Betts has more hits, more home runs, more RBIs, more runs scored, and Bonds only beat him out in slugging, 528, compared to Betts' 527. You're watching one of the all-time great players. Do not kid yourself when you're watching Mookie Betts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Now let's welcome into the podcast Bo Porter, former Major League Manager. Of course, he managed the Houston Astros and now is an analyst for MLB.com. Bo, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you. How you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you. Always, my man. I need your knowledge. Help me with Shohei Otani. Uh, my goodness gracious, he's injured. He's not going to pitch for the rest of the season. Uh, there's still a debate on whether he'll play and just hit. Uh, what a blow is this for Shohei baseball and for the Angels? Yes, it's a, it's a major blow. I mean, when you when you look at Shohei and, and one, what he means to the game. I mean, he is arguably the biggest star in our game right now. And it's very unfortunate that this has happened, I, I I go back to 
just the pre-trade deadline and the decision that the Angels made to hold on to Shohei Otani. Um, now, 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 one, you don't want to see injury to any player, but there was there was a lot of question on whether or not they should have traded him. They should have not traded him. I was in the camp that from a standpoint of looking at their organization, they had a chance to reset their organization. What a, a trade of Shohei Otani. There's no telling what that return could have bought for them. So when you look at the organization as a whole, I mean, this is this is not a good day, obviously, for the Angels organization. And you just you just hope that even when they get a second opinion or a third opinion, that he's able to to one get through this and and be able to do the things that that we've been so blessed to watch him, you know, compete and do each and every day, which is be a front of the rotation starter and one of the best hitters in our game. I'm with you. I was in that camp. We're not playing, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback and saying, I told you so now. But I was with you, Bo. He has a UCL tear now. And they, they, they were kidding themselves. They never had enough pitching to make a real playoff run. And Trout was hurt, you know. So when you added all those things together, the chances of you really making a run by keeping him didn't make any sense. And I know they won seven in a row before the trade deadline. So people started feeling like, Maybe they got a run in them, but now they're left holding the bag. And you just said it. This is an organization that they won a World Series in 2002, and it's been a rocky road. They have they have Trout, who is one of the all time great players as well, and they've been to the playoff one time, Bo. I mean, like you as an organization, there's something wrong there. Well, one of the one one of the points that I made um, a few months ago when we were on this very topic is you can go ahead and you can throw Rendon into the conversation with them having, you know, arguably three of the top players in our game when healthy. And when healthy is, is a major component. But even when you look at the numbers and all three of them healthy and in the lineup, they were still a sub-500 team. So for me, it, it, one of the hardest things for organizations to do is to face their own reality and what happens is the emotion in the room went out. So I said this then, and I'll say it now. If you're able to remove the emotion and just look at it from a pure baseball standpoint, what is the best thing for our organization? It would have been to trade Otani, reset the organization, get a lot of the money that you have allocated off your books and have an opportunity to develop a new young core group of players and now have payroll flexibility moving forward. You look at the Washington Nationals. It's a prime example. I mean, they traded Max Scherzer. They traded Trey Turner. They traded Juan Soto. I mean, you're talking about, you know, elite players in our game. But you know what they realize? One, we don't have a championship team anymore with these players. Or two, we offered Juan Soto the max contract that we were willing to pay, he did not want to accept it. So at that point, as an organization, we have to move on. And people look at the Nationals, and I said this last week on the network, the Nationals are the same organization that went all the way to the finish line with Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper ended up leaving via free agency, and he went to Philadelphia. Well, why were they in a position to make that decision? 
Well, because they had Juan Soto coming right behind them. So when you position your organization, you know, for long-term success, it's about creating what I call consistent championship windows. And the Anaheim Angels missed the opportunity to reset their organization to create a championship window. Our guest here on, on Inside the Parker is Bo Porter, of course, former Major League Manager and analyst now on MLB Network. Uh, the White Sox, very disappointing the last couple of years. So uh, Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn, both shown the door uh, in Chicago. Uh, Kenny Williams, we know, won a World Series, putting together that team in 2005. We know about his history and his success. Rick Hahn, not as much success uh, you know, as the GM when he took over. Uh, what, what do you make of, of what happened there? Because it felt like a couple of years ago maybe they had some pieces but it never wound up being what the Cubs did when they rebuilt and had the framework of, of young players. What happened in Chicago? Well, one, my, you know, when you, you never want to see anyone lose their jobs, um, especially um, Kenny Williams is a dear friend of mine. Um, I know Rick Hahn as well. They, they, they were great executives in their own right during their time in Chicago. But I, I look at it at, like this at some point it reached ahead and they were not able to get that group of players to perform to their potential, whether that, you know, falls on the manager, whether it falls on the general manager, the president of baseball operations, the owner has to look at the fact that we had a core group that we put together that we believe was a championship team and they never reached a full potential. And the decision it seemed like was made that they're going to give, a new executive, the opportunity to start to reshape and hit the reset button with this organization. I actually agreed with the organization. I said this early on when they were talking about um, Kenny and Rick Hahn being fired earlier in the season. I didn't think it would have been wise of the organization because they needed to get through this trade deadline with that executive team because they know the players better than anybody else. So they, they're going to be in a better position to execute the trades that needed to take place. When you look at the timing of this now, I think it gives the owner the appropriate time that he's going to need to find who that next executive is. Um, it also is going to give that next executive the opportunity to really look at what's left of this roster that was a part of the core group and figure out, one, who do you want to move forward with with your next core group? And who do you trade from the pieces that they have right now? Because make no mistake about it. If you look at the individual pieces of the White Sox, one would tell you that this should be a good baseball team. But for whatever reason, they didn't play as a, they didn't play like a good baseball team. Um, there were some questions about the the makeup. There were some questions about the clubhouse. There have been other players that have come out and said different things about the culture there. So those are all things that will equal demise in any organization. So when you when you when you look at it, it costs these men their jobs, and it's 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 one of those things where the organization had to take a hard look and say, can we continue on in this fashion? And when you look at the last few years of underachieving. It just did not make sense to the owner. One last thing, Bo. Uh, the Yankees, they got a similar situation going on. Just ended a nine-game losing streak. The Yankees had a nine-game losing streak 
since Moby Dick was a guppy. I mean, I mean, it's just been a long time. They don't lose like that. Uh, and you got to look at the front office. Brian Cashman's been there 25 years as an executive, which is incredible in baseball. I know people, it's, it's easy to want to get rid of the manager and Aaron Boone. I get it. Uh, but you have to look at the front office. And both to me, the Yankees uh, have become nameless and faceless other than maybe Judge and, and maybe another two or three players. I remember the days when the Yankees on their bench had guys like Daryl Strawberry, Tim Raines, and Charlie Hayes. They've gotten away from that, and there's a lot of nameless and faceless players. Do they need to get back to, to being star-studded and, and getting really good players? It seems like the Yankees have cut corners. Well, I think the first thing that has to happen is reality has to set in. And the reality that we have with the New York Yankees is it's not a good baseball team. And you can have Aaron Judge, who is arguably one of the best players in the game, and I'm on record of saying this. The, the key to having a good baseball team is to stay away from sinkholes and bad players. So when you look at the Yankees and the sum of their parts, around the diamond, they just have too many below-average players. 100%. Um, is that, yes. Is that on Aaron Boone? Is that on you know Brian Cashman? When you look at what the Yankees were able to do when they were successful, they were able to outslug their mistakes. When you look at the fact that they led Major League Baseball in home runs by a large margin, well, when you are hitting the ball out of the ballpark, now things like going first to third, in which I think they're 29th in baseball going first to third. When you think about going from second to home on a single, they're in the bottom three in baseball. They're in the bottom three in on-base percentage. They don't steal bases. So all of the things that help create offense, they're just not good at. They're non-athletic. So when you start to look at the roster in itself, yes, you can go and you can go buy more players. But who's to say when you buy all of those players, they're going to come together and make a good team? So for me, if I'm the New York Yankees, they have to go back to the drawing board, look at their farm system, look at how you drive, look at what you're trying to drive, and you got to get down to sheer development of players. And that development can't stop when they leave the minor leagues. They have to have coaches that are in the big leagues that can develop players even when they get to the big leagues. All right. His name is Bo Porter. There's some information and knowledge for you right here on Inside the Parker. As always, Bo, we appreciate you, my man. Stay well. Okay, brother. I appreciate you. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? The last week we saw from Julio Rodriguez might have actually been the hottest we've ever seen anybody at the plate in our lifetimes. Unless, of course, you preceded the Roaring Twenties. Over the seven games against KC and Houston, Julio hit 568 with two home runs, 12 RBI, six steals, and four doubles. But it was the way he did it that turned heads. Julio set a big league record with 17 hits over a four-game span, becoming only the second player ever with four or more hits in four straight, joining the inimitable Milt Stock for the 1925 Brooklyn Robins. His 18 hits over a five-game span was one shy of the record set by Jimmy Johnston for those 1923 Robins. 
He was the first player with 20 hits in a seven-game span since David Fletcher in 2021 and the first Mariner since Ichiro in 2004. Just the third AL player with 20 hits and 10 RBI in a seven-game span this century and the only one ever with 20 hits and five steals in a seven-game stretch. He was the only player since RBI came an official stat in 1920 to have 20 hits, 10 RBI, and five stolen bases in a seven-game span. And unofficially, he was the first player to reach those marks in a seven-game span since the Georgia Peach Ty Cobb did, spanning the end of the 1907 campaign and the beginning of 1908. RBI before 1920 can be fickle business, of course. He raised his average 22 points and his OPS 47 points, and that's already with 500-plus plate appearances under his belt this season, an unheard-of increase this late in the year. He's led the Mariners to the best record in the AL in the second half and could potentially lead them to the AL West crown when they were 10 games back on July 19th. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast one of my favorite people, one of the best baseball play-by-play men out there, exciting, fun to listen to and watch on television, Dave Sims from the Seattle Mariners. Dave, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Good to be with you, Rob. How you doing, man? Always great. My goodness, here we go again. Last year, the Mariners <laughs> came a charging, and this year they're charging again. So coming into uh, Thursday, they've won eight of their last ten. They have a homestand starting on Friday. A couple of, uh, I hate to say cupcakes, but easier teams to, that are coming into Seattle. Just tell me about what's working with this Mariners team, and this feels like last year. 
Well, it, it, it might be a little bit better than last year because the hitting has really uh, stepped up significantly. I mean, the pitching has carried the ball club for most of the year. Starters, the bullpen. Uh, they did trade Paul Seawald, the closer, and they're still trying to, you know, guys are still trying to get and get more comfortable. Brash and Munoz in the in the uh, in the closer role. Uh, that you know that hasn't become rock solid yet, but it's been really good. But the biggest thing is the hitting and the hitting contributions from six through nine in the batting order has been outstanding, particularly on this last road trip. I mean, cats are hitting the ball out of the yard or getting big knocks and the top of the order has been doing it's, it's, it's fair share. So it's been a lot of fun, man. The starters of the young starters have been good. Luis Castillo you know, lives up to his name, the rock. I think, I think that's the biggest thing. The offense coming to the fore because the last two years, the pitching has been strong. Let's talk about Julio Rodriguez. Uh, the, AL player of the week for August 14th through the 20th. Uh, numbers 568 in seven games, uh, six home runs, and OPS 1.417. He's been balling, my goodness gracious. And he's only yeah. 23 years old. He's scary. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he drove in a run at the game yesterday, getting hit by a pitch <laughs> with the bases loaded. But uh, he missed, let's see, we had a, he had a day off Monday. Had a stomach issue Tuesday, and he played yesterday. He got a base hit, a hard hit to right. I think the biggest thing when he he's so I, to me he's so excitable sometimes, and when he's trying to get himself out of a, a slump, he overswings. But during that stretch that you just ran, just coordinated, on time, good swing decisions, in rhythm, and he said he's you know I'm I'm going back to being me. And during that stretch where he had the 17 hits, I think it was he was on – he had nine consecutive hits and uh, at one point, and I think he was on base 10 times. I mean, it was hit 10 consecutive times. So it was just crazy, fantastic, athletic, strong, hit the ball hard. And the other, he had been getting jammed a lot because of that overswing, and he was hitting weak ground balls to the right side. Now he's hitting bullets right side. And uh, he started hitting the ball out of the yard too. And there's a number – it's changed, but it was a number there in his career when he had at least one hit. The Mariners are playing something like 750 ball. Wow. And, and the flip side, you know, they're playing 350 ball when he didn't get a hit. So that's how much he meant to the ball club. Talk to me about George Kirby. I mean, I saw a stat where he has the best strikeout to base on ball wall in the modern era for a single season. For a player younger than 25, yeah. 25 or younger. And I mean, the name on there that jumped out to me was Walter Johnson. He said yeah. he's on that list. <laughs> and here's George Kirby with a 9.50 in the 2020. What is, tell me, give me the scouting report. What does he have? New York guy, I'm going to fight you tooth and nail. I got a fastball. I'm not going to walk it. He went into yesterday's game uh, doing something that no rookie had done, I think. I think it was game 49 and he had not walked 50 guys in a, uh, you know, this season. And for a guy in his second year, I mean, it was like an all time mark. He's about to set an all time mark uh, by the time he gets to, uh, uh, to a certain point. I mean, it was so, I, they find me stats, but the, the point being, he doesn't walk anybody. He's very efficient. He had one hiccup yesterday. He gives up a home run. I think it's been a 10 to got him. Um, and he has an ability to bounce back if he does have a quote-unquote clunker. 
he comes back strong the next day. I mean, he, he's got, and I'll never forget the game he pitched against the Yankees, man. He, uh, he had had a bad outing before, and he came out and pitched eight shutout, eight shutout innings. I think one hit against the Yankees, nine, ten strikeouts, no walks. So he's a real deal. So, I mean, when you – as Mariners, you look ahead. Playoffs, you got Castillo as the lead dog. You got Kirby. Uh, you got the Bryce Miller kid. You got Logan Gilbert. I mean, we got some pitching, man. We got some starters. And, and you need that in the playoffs, Dave. You know, you hey, can have all the hitting in the world. If you don't hey, have pitching, you're not winning in the playoff. Bingo. And the other thing, too, that's good about that crew is that they can get deep. So they can go, you know, short net game. They can go seven innings, and then you got six outs to get. Our guest is Dave Sims, the television play-by-play man for the Seattle Mariners. Does a great job. I get goosebumps last year. I remember listening to your call, uh, you know, uh, when they made the, the rally call. Yeah, yeah, just just an Thanks. awesome call, Dave. It was awesome. But uh, let me ask you this: uh, Can they? Wh- how? What's their ceiling? How good is this team, Seattle? I mean, this well, will be the second some- year. Like, can they win a World Series? Can they get into the ALCS? Well, how good are they? Well, I tell you, they have played so well lately since July one that for the longest time we were just talking about, hey, let's just make the playoffs. If you check your standards. We went into yesterday's game, a game out behind uh, Texas. Uh, and we were right on the heels of second place Houston. So, and here's the other thing. The last 10 games, we've got, what is it? We've got three at three at Texas, come home, three for Houston, and finish with four with Texas. Mm. If they were within shouting distance coming into that last week, it's going to be determined in that final week. And, it, and we're talking about making a playoffs. We're talking about winning the division. We're talking about maybe making being the second seed. So it, it's voting well. Just got to stay healthy. I think, and that's, and that's always the caveat, man. You got to stay healthy in the hope of production. You can't expect that guys to be playing eight, you know, nine hundred ball coming down the stretch. But if they play, you know, you know, seven hundred ball, six fifty ball, win series coming down the stretch, they got a shot and a schedule. There's a big series against the Dodgers at home, uh, as as well as those series against the uh, the two Texas teams. So there's some there's some tough uh, tough schedules coming up, tough series coming up. His name is Dave Sims. Dave, always a pleasure, my man. Thank you for filling us in on the Mariners and their charge, second half charge. We're getting used to the last couple of years. <laughs> Thank you, my man. Enjoy enjoy the ride here uh, on out. Oh, believe me, I got them all buckled in, and ready to go, man. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right, appreciate it, Dave. Anytime. Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close. Reason number 155 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL, all we have to do is look in Flushing, New York. Look at City Field. Look at the New York Metropolitans. And the announcement on Thursday that the Mets will retire, very popular Mets, Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry's numbers in separate ceremonies that will happen in the 2024 season at City Field. If you were in New York or you know anything about the Mets, those guys transformed that franchise from an also-ran into must-see TV 
Daryl Strawberry with his unbelievable home runs, the beautiful left-handed swing, and Dwight Gooden, of course, a Cy Young Award winner, a guy who had an unbelievable heater and curveball. But these are the kind of players that fans latch on to and hold on to forever. Uh, you know, sure, in the other sports, there are favorite players, but there are eras, and there's something about baseball. You get to know the players a little bit more. They play so many games. You watch them for so much longer than you do uh, one football game a week in football or NBA. Baseball is six months strong with these players you get to know and love. And that's what makes the game great. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.